When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up? We are back with another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast. I, as always, am Justin Michael, and it is game day, baby. The border war is here. I'm stoked to head up to Laramie with my guy, Ryan Green. We'll have all kinds of coverage throughout the game, post-game as well. I'll go live Saturday morning, win or loss, to break down all the action. Earlier this week, I was joined by my right-hand man, Andre Simone, on DNBR Rams Live to kind of set the scene for this matchup. I was also joined by former DNVR intern, current Cowboys beat reporter Ethan Bird to get an insider's perspective on Wyoming. If you missed those, go check that out. This morning, though, I was fortunate to be joined by my good friend, one of my mentors in this industry. I don't know if he would like me saying that because he's not that much older than I am, but I have a lot of respect for him. I was joined by Kevin Lytle of the Fort Collins, Colorado, and wanted to pick his brain from a CSU insider's perspective. So we kind of got all those angles covered. We're both expecting a fun one up in Laramie, so I guess we'll just have to see what happens. I also set the scene for the CSU basketball season with Kevin a little bit, getting his thoughts on some of these new transfers. Got a revamped roster under Nico Medved. Isaiah Stevens is back. I am pretty optimistic about the outlook for CSU this year. I think that this team is much more athletic top to bottom than they've been in quite some time. I think they're much deeper, and I just think they have the right mindset to make a deep run. They do play a really tough schedule, though, which is another thing we talked about. So it was really fun. I'm looking forward to hoop season. I know you guys are going to enjoy this interview. Real quick, if you've ever been in a situation where you needed to buy tickets to an event last minute and you couldn't find them, it can be a really frustrating process. You can get just absolutely beaten down with fees. With our friends at Game Time, you don't have to worry about any of that. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. You can find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals for tickets on football, basketball, concerts, comedy theater. You name it, they've got it. With Zone Deals, you can pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the app, create an account. Use the code DNVR for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account. Redeem that code at DNVR for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. I also want to talk to you guys about Hero Bread. Hero Bread is a low carb option which fits your lifestyle and dietary constraints. They have all kinds of options bread, rolls buns, tortillas, really anything you need. But what's awesome is that the bread, it's soft and fluffy. It still has a great taste. 
but it's high in fiber, ultra low in carbs, zero gram sugar, so you know that you're eating something that's not just garbage for you. Right now, Hero Bread is offering the DNVR family 10% off their first order. Just go to hero.co and our code DNVR to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O.co to save 10% today. Again, just use that code DNVR. All right. Joining us on the DNVR Rams podcast, we've got Kevin Lytle, the Fort Collins, Coloradoan, friend of the pod, the best beat reporter in the biz. Kev, the beard's looking good. How you doing? Yeah, I need to trim it up, although maybe I should leave it. You know, it kind of fits for a trip to Wyoming, doesn't it? Yeah, it could be some insulation against the wind. You never know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hey, we, we're lucky. This is looking like great weather uh, given November in Laramie. Knock on wood, but the forecast is definitely optimistic. I'm excited to be up there and see it in person. But I wanted to get you on the pod to pick your brain about this matchup. Obviously, one of the biggest games of the year, if not the biggest game of the year. Uh, we'll talk a little CSU hoops at the end with that season coming up. But the Rams have lost two straight two league games. I don't think they've played poorly in either game. There have been poor moments, obviously, but I think they've been in it. They've been competitive, but obviously if they lose this one, they're going to be in a a tough spot trying to reach a bowl game. You're going to have to win out. What's your sense of just how the team is handling all this? Yeah, this is a really, this is a really big kind of swing game, if you will. Um, I still, the vibe I still get is that this team's pretty optimistic and confident that they are a pretty good team and, you know, can do, you know, reach some of the goals, you know, obviously the main one being a, a bowl game. So it's definitely a different feel than we've had in some other Novembers. I mean, honestly, most of the last what, five seasons at this point, it was over. I mean, the season was done. You could get, you could tell from the team that they knew the season was done. Um, and, and it's not that this year. So the record isn't really much different than it has been, but this is this is definitely, in my mind, a quite different feel and look, too. I mean, on the field, yeah, the results haven't, you know, there have been a couple that they should have won that didn't, but this is a, a competitive team that has inconsistencies as opposed to just bad teams, which is basically what the last five years were. Yeah, I think they're certainly improved. Obviously, they're cynics that are going to say you're three and five that's all that matters but it's not that simple in terms of going from a a losing program to a team that's consistently competitive they obviously lost to a team that's very consistently competitive last week in air force now in the top 20 of the ap poll 25 i think in the playoff poll um the rams were really aggressive from the get-go in that one offensively they go for it on fourth down do you expect a similar mindset in this game or do you play it maybe a little bit more traditionally, given that hopefully it should be more of a, a normal style game. Yeah, I think it'll be slightly different like that. That for, first quarter, first drive, fourth down, um, I don't have it in front of me, but I think they were at basically their first 40 or something like that. So you're kind of in no man's land anyway. Like that's one I could totally see. Like if that exact scenario happens again, you go for it again. I mean, that's uh, that's a pretty common place to go for it. The one, the fourth quarter, I think that was a slam dunk decision to do in the in that game. Of you have to go for it because you may not get the ball back. But you know, if if that type of thing happens again, and you know, against Wyoming, maybe you could punt because again, it's just a different style game. But yeah, I think they're they're still trying to find the balance. They they kind of went, you know, when BFN took over the CU game, you know, after that, really aggressive, and it worked in ways. But we also saw the turnovers. 
So they tried to sort of find the right way to scale back to protect the ball, but probably swung a little bit too far. And yeah, they protected the ball, but limited the offense bit. So they're trying to find that middle ground of how do we you know, move the ball, get a lot of yards, get a lot of explosives, but keep it, you know, BFN from turning it over four times a game. So I think they're getting closer to that middle ground. Last week's game is a little hard to judge, partially opponent, partially, you know, and so few drives, partially, and that snow in the second half was crazy. You know, you can say whatever you want, but it definitely affected some things. Um, so yeah, I think there will be a bit of a middle ground there. May, you know, maybe not as aggressive on the force as last week, but they'll take some chances. Obviously, there's a lot of attention on Tory Horton. We'll see if he's able to go tonight, how limited he is. I think both of us expect him to play in some capacity, but we'll see what happens there, obviously. Who are some other guys offensively, though, that need to be a factor in this game for CSU to have a chance or hopefully, if you're a Ram fan, win? Yeah, to me, um, I kind of wrote this in my keys to the game. Tory Horton or not, even if he plays... I think it's pretty safe to assume it's not, you know, full go Tory Horton um, and expecting him to have 12 catches for 120 and two touchdowns. It's great if it happens, but it's probably foolish to expect that. So you need some other guys. Obviously, Dallin Holker is one of the top ones there. I think you can count on him making some plays. But to me, this big time for Lewis Brown and Justice Ross Simmons. You need those kids to to step up. They both had their moments during the season. You know, LB, that CU game was really good. Obviously, J. Ross had the touchdown last week against Air Force, uh, but they haven't done it consistently. And obviously, some of that is there, you know, there are only so many opportunities to go around. But to me, this is, you know, they're, I called them kids, but they've played a lot of football games for CSU now. You know, it's time to, to be a little bit more consistent. And um, this could be a really good chance for them to, to kind of make a mark. Dylan Goffney is another. He obviously has ability. It, it seems like if he can get going early in game, he can be pretty good. But to me, those two younger guys, they have all the ability in the world. Um, they need to take this one uh, and run with it. I'm right there with you. I feel like it's time for those two to kind of branch out to that next level. I'm not saying they need to be Tory Horton, but we just want to see it with a little bit more consistency. You could say that about a lot of the elements of the offense, though, to be fair, it's it's kind of been a roller yep. coaster, a lot of highs, a lot of lows. Defensively, we saw the Rams come out in a 4-3 last week, and I really liked it. Obviously, it, I keep saying obviously, we're playing Air Force, <laughs> which stylistically, it makes sense to kind of change how you do things against a team like the Falcons. They were so stout against the run for the most part. They did get gashed for that 53-yarder in the third quarter that I almost wonder if it's something they should consider doing again against Wyoming. I'm intrigued to see if we see any of it. That was repetitive. Um, it was intriguing how they did that. Cause yeah, it made sense. Partially you're pretty injured at Nickelback. Aiden Hector has been out. Uh, Don Morris has been out, but really you don't need a Nickelback, you know, unless it's a guy that's a great tackler. You know, if Hector was healthy, I think they probably would just use him cause he he's, he can be that guy. But not only go three linebackers, but use newer Gatku a lot of the times as that third was really fascinating to use four, you know, true down linemen with him behind them. And he played great. He was awesome. So I, I've been wondering if we might see a wrinkle of that every now and then, especially like a you know, a third and one where you know pretty good chance Wyoming's gonna be running, if we might see some of that. So 
Uh, that was a, a very fascinating wrinkle, and I kind of wonder if there might be little elements. They're certainly not going to play with it every down or anything like that. Um, but it it was uh, unique, and Newer is such a unique player that you can do different things with him uh, to get him in and around the ball. I, I've had some people kind of seeming frustrated with him because he doesn't have sacks, but I think he's played pretty well. He has tackles for loss. He creates disruption, and he's in his, what, He's played seven. How many games are we in? Like he's, yeah, a kid. yeah. He's, he's seven he's, games in. So you know he's played seven college games. So it's not like he's the finished product. Um, but yeah, I, I think that was pretty fascinating, and I'm intrigued to see if Ray Banks has another wrinkle like that or, or that exactly for this game. He's been really interesting this year. There have been a couple of guys. Oxley at times I think has been impactful. Barrett he's coming well on without necessarily showing up in the stat book. Mo Camara is going to get a lot of the glory given that he's the quarterback killer, but that entire D line has been pretty consistent. Is that the key for CSU? Do you think in this one, especially with the way that Wyoming really wants to run on the ball to, and, and set up the play action? A hundred percent. I think that D line has to win tonight. Cam is another guy. He got hurt in the air force game. Um, in Tuesday's practice, he was in boot. That's the last availability we've had. So we'll see if he can go. But yeah, those guys need to be good. Slow down the run. I think it's huge. If you can, you won't make Wyoming fully one dimensional. It's not like they're going to go throw it 55 times, but if you can get them behind the chains a little bit, force Peasley to be, you know, more of a big play player. He He's made some this year. But overall, it's not really his thing. Um, I think that's really important for CSU to to put their defense in good spots to win. Um, you know, you need it's different style, but it's kind of like Air Force. You need to have Wyoming and you know third and six or more rather than third and three because you know they they can bully ball you once they're in you know third and one, two, or three, something like that. What's your gut going into this matchup? And do you view Wyoming? on the same tier as the Air Forces and Fresnos of the world? Are they a contender, in your opinion? Yeah, I'll answer that part first. I think no. I think they're just below that. Um, I agree. Wyoming always seems, and this is where I think we see some of their fan frustration of a little bit of a ceiling that they're always going to win, you know, six to eight-ish, but they can't break through to be a championship-level team. I think they're just too limited in some ways. Uh, their defense obviously can be really good, uh, but if if they're a little off, the offense has too limited options in how it wins games. So I think they're a very good team. That's not a Mountain West Championship team. And then back to the one tonight, I don't know. All week I've just had the gut feeling of a really, really good game. Both these teams have played a lot of close games. Feels like we'll get that again. Part of that is, you know, Wyoming style. They don't, you know, tend to blow teams out. Although CSU has <laughs> several of those. <laughs> um, and like I say, CSU, the results haven't necessarily been there, but it's, it's a better team than some of the ones that have been going to Laramie. Um, I think we're going to have a close game. I think it's a final five minutes game. Um, I think CSU can win, but I'm because of the rivalry woes, you know, even though a lot of it isn't the Norvell teams, I'm in, I'll believe it when I see it mode for CSU. I, I need to see this team find a way to actually win one of those uh, big rivalry games before I can really start believing that it's happening. That's fair. It's certainly fair given the history over the last six, seven years. I think it's going to be really tight as well. 
my gut feels fairly positive this morning, but my gut has lied to me before. So <laughs> we shall see. We'll get right back to that interview with Kevin, but I do want to talk to you about our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. I love Breck Brew because they have a beer for any occasion. It all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer and the endless variety that they offer. Maybe you want to go with something simple, Avalanche Amber Ale. Maybe you're trying to get a taste of summer in the dead of winter, Mountain Beach Sour, or my guy Dre, he loves the Strawberry Sky. Can't fault him there. It's absolutely delicious. Check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. It'll tell you the closest grocery store, liquor store, whatever that offers any of Breck's fine beer. Breck honestly makes anything better. I love Breck. You love Breck. We all love Breck. I also love Saturday Neon. They're a local company started by former college roommates, and they make officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. These things are sick. They're made with high-quality materials. They're backed by a two-year warranty. They're shipped with everything you need to mount power and dim, so every sign is easy to install and operate. They're officially licensed for 19 select schools, including CSU, CU, Arizona, Alabama, Wisconsin, Auburn, so many others perfect for a man cave, an office, a dorm room. Maybe you need to get a gift for somebody. The holiday season's coming up. Get the Ram fan in your life a Saturday neon sign. Just go to SaturdayNeon.com. Use the code DNVR for 10% off your order today. Free shipping for orders over $200. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I did want to dive into a little bit of hoops because this is going to, it's going to be a fun season. They have a revamped roster. Isaiah Stevens being back is huge. What are your expectations for this group? Yeah, I, I've been able to see the men's hoops team, um, I don't know, several practices this fall. I can't remember how many, but they're a really fascinating squad. Obviously, Zay is a, we know exactly what he's going to be. I think he's the best player in the Mountain West, easily the best point guard in the Mountain West. I, we were kind of laughing at the underrated tweets going around yesterday because how that guy, anyone says he's underrated, I don't know, because um, he's not. So he's going to be amazing. Neek Clifford is the one I'm maybe most interested by because he obviously has huge potential, has been really good in, in parts, needed a change of scenery, and he's never really had a pass first point guard. So how he plays with Isaiah, um, I think will be fun to watch. I think Joel Scott's going to be pretty solid. He won't score at the level that he did at Black Hill State, but they don't need him to. Pat Cartier is going to be well, just incredibly efficient. Uh, Josiah. Strong is another one. You know, he's kind of forgotten because he was sort of here but sort of not last year and couldn't play. But he's a really strong physical defender. Um, and then you have depth. Jay Lake um, is going to come off the bench. He's had a really good offseason. And then you have several guys fighting for a few spots. And um, I think this team has a chance to be pretty good. Uh, take those secret scrimmages with a massive, massive grain of salt. But at least shows that CSU, you know, has kind of the athletic capability of of hanging in and beating, you know, high major teams. Um, the schedule's loaded. We're going to know there's like that three-week stretch late November into mid-December where they potentially play a bunch of big-time teams. Uh, so so they get really, really tested non-con play. Yeah, they didn't screw around at all, which to me feels, it feels somewhat like a, a vote of confidence from the staff given you're coming off of a, a down year, but... As you mentioned, I think there's a lot of key returning pieces and the guys that they added really fit what they what they needed. I do think some people are frustrated they didn't get 
a seven footer. It feels a lot like football when you want a five-star quarterback and a defensive tackle that's 315 pounds and can rush the quarterback. It's hard to get a true seven footer. Yeah. Yeah. The, the obsession with the literal listed size blows my mind. Uh, people seem to forget David Roddy's like six, four. Um, and he's the best rebounder CSU has had in a long, long time. Joel Scott, I'm not, he's not David Roddy, but similar. He's not super tall, but he carves space. He will get rebounds. Rashawn Mbemba, who looks creepily like David Roddy and is even wearing the same number. Uh, he will carve space. He'll play some bowling ball down low as well. So, I mean, this team, if you look out, take away the point guards, basically everyone that will play is six, four to six, eight. Like this is a long athletic team. This is what they've needed. I, like I say, I get super sick of the We need seven footers. It's like, well, yeah, James Morris was six ten. and he couldn't grab a rebound over you and I, <laughs> um, you need the right build and type. And that's what this group is. Um, they, they look, I'm not, I'm not saying they're San Diego state, but they, the body type physicality looks more like those teams of long and athletic and strong. Um, you don't need seven footers. You need strong guys that can grab a rebound and, and carve space. And they have a couple of those. I think top to bottom, this is definitely the most athletic CSU roster they've had in a long time. Yeah, I think I think it easily is the most athletic um, that they've had under under Nico. Um, cer- certainly, you, again, you don't have David Roddy, but top to bottom, I think for sure. And you know, depth is really interesting in this team because they're. There are going to be a couple people not playing that would play other places. We'll say um, it's going to be really fascinating to see how the minutes are are spread out because I think I added up at one point. If you take everyone on the roster and their um, average minutes in college, it adds up to like two thirty one or something like that. Um, and that doesn't include freshmen like Kyan Evans, who we know is going to play. So you have two hundred minutes in a game, and you have about two hundred fifty minutes worth of minutes on your, you know, on your roster. So uh, the math doesn't quite math there. So there are going to be some roles changing, but uh, yeah, I think it's an intriguing roster. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's one of the biggest keys for this season. It was something I talked about a lot with San Diego state last year. At first I viewed it somewhat as a challenge. I wouldn't say a detriment, but it can be a challenge to keep everybody engaged, especially if they aren't in the type of role that they want, but they managed it masterfully. And I do think it was a a big part of what allowed them to be so dominant was they just, they had so many bodies they could throw at you and they weren't in that position that CSU was constantly in last year where it was like, well, there's about five, six guys we trust and two, three other guys that we're going to throw out there by necessity. Yeah, totally. I mean, to, to cross uh, sports here, Jay Norvell, how many times this year, as he said, the bench is the best motivator. So you have that angle you have different combos you can do. So like the big men, for instance, I think Mbemba is going to be the first big off the bench, but Kyle Evans does some things specifically shot blocking and passing as a big that not many other guys do. So there might be times where he's a better fit. Um, You know, you have so many different wings that you can use a lot of different combos there. Uh, So yeah, I think you have a lot more versatility in what you can do. Yeah. You, you are going to have to manage, make sure guys stay happy, especially guys that aren't playing. You know, this staff has always been good at getting, you know, the team together hashtag obviously can be kind of wearisome, but it, it there is truth to it of guys supporting each other, whether they're playing or not. 
So, it, you know, right now it seems like they have that group. It's easy to do that before guys aren't playing. Uh, but if you can keep all that, having all the combos, because, yeah, last year, it's it's nice to have it different than last year because, like you said, foul trouble or injury, and, and they were basically completely done because, yeah, they pretty much had six guys they, they felt okay playing. Whereas this year, I mean, you're going to have one or two guys that basically don't play that in a pinch. They feel fine putting them in. Last year was big for the Mountain West as a whole. San Diego State's run was big, but just getting a couple of wins was huge for the league. What are what's your sense on on the league going into this year? Do, how many teams do you expect to be in that tournament mix? I know it's a crapshoot at this stage of the year. There's so yes. many different factors that go into that. But just how do you view the league in the preseason and is CSU in the mix? Yeah, I like it. I think the league looks really good. To me, there are six teams that have a chance to make the tournament. I'm not certainly I don't think six are, but San Diego State, Boise State, New Mexico, Nevada, UNLV, and CSU. I think all ha- you can see a path for them without having to, you know, work too hard. Um, right now I would probably guess three. You know, I think it can be a four bid league, but three probably feels like the safest. I'd be pretty surprised if it's less than three, though. That seems like you'd really have to have um several teams kind of fall apart you know they're new mexico i don't get why they didn't schedule more aggressively that doesn't make sense to me because they're I'm right there with you it's now a, it's a cupcake and, and especially with what happened last year i mean they started what was it 14 or whatever and then had a bad couple weeks and it totally sank their season you would think you would learn a lesson there but overall i, I really like the league i think it's gonna be good um i i, I think it's just gonna be a really fun league you're not gonna have many off nights uh, and yeah, I think there are several tournament teams in there. And and I think we have a potential for a really good race for a Mountain West team. I could probably make an argument for like four different teams to win the Mountain West. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be wide open. San Diego State's probably the front runner, just given they have, their prestige. I think you have to, yeah, yeah given what they did last title year. Appearance. This is a, a tough question. It's an opinion one, but I was thinking about it earlier. Is Isaiah Stevens the most significant Ram that we've covered? Not just hoops, mm. but football as well. There's a lot of impressive athletes out there. Trey, Roddy, if you get track in the Olympic sports involved, it becomes even tougher. But just mm. what he's meant to the rise of this program, staying for a fifth year, not transferring out after last year, he's statistically going to go down as one of the best to ever do it. I think he's at least in in the argument. Yeah, that's a great question. And depends a bit, I guess, on how you define, you know, significant. Because, yeah, there are some of those Olympic sport athletes that maybe you could argue are more accomplished, but it's not a knock on them. It's just less public. Um, Trey was incredible, but and he did win, you know, one of the top, top awards. But he was on really bad football teams, uh, which, again, isn't his fault, but it. It, it's a factor. Isaiah might be. I mean, he he's gone to an NCAA tournament. Um, he's already won a couple of awards. He's gonna break every record there is. Oof, that's a really good question. I he might be. I think he might be. Um, you know, David obviously was huge. If he had come back and had another tournament, it would have been him probably. But Isaiah might be, especially by the time this year is done. I mean. There's no one that's not going to know about Isaiah Stevens and, you know, combined with Colorado State and what he's done. 
It might be. That's a tough one. I think it might be though. Off of that, well, who, what do you've got? I think. I think. It, I think he is. I just think if you factor in the team success, his individual success, it's hard to argue against him. But some of that is probably also factoring what I project from him this year, which right. is a fantastic year, potentially yeah. conference player of the year, potentially another tournament appearance. If he could get an NCAA tournament win, I think he, he locks it down. Yeah, definitely. Even making another tournament. And CSU making two tournaments in three years, you know, that's not a thing that happens very often. So even getting there, I think, would probably cement. And yeah, for sure, if he were to go and win a game in the, the tournament, I think that would put over the top. And there's also part of like Trey McBride, you know, the, the Trey Isaiah argument. One, Trey had the bad luck. Zay played in COVID too, but that was, uh, you know, Trey really lost a season, if, if you will, in that. Yeah. And I mean, then football is, here. yeah, football is just, you know, you know, you're, you're in the helmets, and everything. Basketball feels a little bit more personal or is more personal. So certainly like connection to the community, again, not a knock on Trey at all, uh, but just the way the sports are, you're a little bit more connected as a basketball star, I feel like. Well, and the coaches of their respective programs were a factor in that as well, just in terms of being in the community. Yep, that too. Um, But yeah, that's a really fun debate and an interesting one. Uh, You know, McKenna, especially if she can lead CSU to a tournament this year, would get herself into the mix. I mean, she's basically, her record book will basically be Becky and McKenna everywhere, which that's not a bad place to live either. Um, uh, Side note on this, but it's kind of related. I'm just finishing a story that will come out Monday before the opener on the two of them, Isaiah and McKenna, and touching on the idea of retiring their numbers. uh, Generally, like, I know CSU does not really do that, but it's like, man, if it's not for these guys, like, when will you retire another number? That's what I was about to ask you. I was going to say, I think a lot of the time people overreach with, hey, his number should be retired. There have been a lot like, of I, great... I don't think Roddy should. He wasn't I, here I long love enough. David Roddy, but I don't think his should. But I'm with you. Put a, put a four up there with Hofschild Stevens. I'm, I'm on really that cool. train. I mean, you literally both... Yeah, obviously McKenna probably doesn't have an argument as best ever because Becky is such a... A different it's beast, tough. but yeah, it, it, she's sort of her own category. But in the non-Becky division, McKenna certainly has an argument of you know the best other. Zay certainly has an argument as the best men's basketball player ever at CSU. Um, to me, yeah, retire it. Put those two up there. I, I asked, I can ask Nico, and he sort of said, "If not these guys, who?" I'm right there with you. We gotta we gotta push that narrative this year. That's our agenda, Kevin. What's your agenda to get four retired? Yeah, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for hopping on, dude. It's always a pleasure to have you on. I'm looking forward to seeing you tonight and safe travels, dude. 